Small businesses are at the heart of the U.S. economy. Here at Nurture Small Business Podcast, we're dedicated to seeing our small business owners succeed. I am your host, Denise Kagan, president of DCA Virtual Business Support. If you like what you hear on today's podcast, please share it. You have my gratitude for doing so. Does human psychology prevent business owners from budgeting and forecasting to meet their business and personal financial goals? Today, we're going to discuss this with Yasne Montalvo, a Cuban-American entrepreneur and small business advocate who knows firsthand the challenges of starting and maintaining a small business. Welcome to the show, Yasne. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Denise. It's a pleasure. Yes. And you and I met through the Goldman Sachs program, correct? Yes. I just graduated like three weeks ago, have very fresh my growth plan and and the intensity of it, but it's definitely a great program. So we're both alumni. So not only are you guiding entrepreneurs to be more profitable and grow, you're on that path yourself. Yes. Yes. And that path started back in 2006, when my family first, you know, launched in, in this entrepreneurial world here in Miami, I came from Cuba in 05. And a year later, we just jumped into it. I remember we started selling for a few weeks at a flea market. And then my dad ended up renting an empty space to open a store. And we just went for it. I I learned from the ups and downs of, of my family business. But I can tell you, 16 years later, the store is still there. And we survived, for sure. <laughs> so that's truly the school of hard knocks. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Learning by trial and error of what to do and what not to do. I looked at your profile, your your bio, and you are QuickBooks Pro Advisor and Profit First Professional and Neurolinguistic Programming Practitioner. I found that super fascinating. And I just want to throw this out there. You are clearly very smart. You graduated magna cum laude. <laughs> so, so kudos. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you. So how do all those things roll together? That's a very good question. And, you know, in the journey with my family business, I've always tried to coach my parents, right? My mom, my dad. I always say, if, if I can coach my mom, I could coach anybody, right? <laughs> it's an interesting relationship when we have a family business. Everything I learned, I always brought it back to my family business, going to school for accounting and learning everything about the resources available and helping my dad and my dad in this journey. One thing I learned after a few years is that the decisions that my parents made, or and this applies to every business owner, were very emotional driven, right? And the business is a reflection of who we are. So I ended up learning more about personal development. I went to an event that opened my eyes for my own personal development. Going back to understanding my childhood, my my upbringing, and how that influenced who I am today. It helped me realize why my mom at the store made very emotional decisions when purchasing inventory, over-purchasing, she didn't have the boundaries to say no. And, and in a way, I learned, well, 
if I want to help business owners deeper and, and really create transformation, I need to to go in, into this space. And, and this is how I ended up getting certified in neurolinguistic programming. So for our, the benefit of our audience, tell me a little bit more about what neurolinguistic programming is. <laughs> Thank you. I'm going to put it very straightforward. Everybody knows Tony Robbins, right? He's the guru in, in this space. So the techniques and the tools that Tony Robbins uses for life coaching are based on neurolinguistic programming. So what this helps me with my clients is not, I wouldn't say I have, I don't have the Tony Robbins style, but it really allows me to have a deeper connection with my clients, uh, kind of see those nonverbal communication and, and how that impacts their decisions when it comes to money and how I could help them using very interesting techniques at the neural level, reprogram the things that we experience that is what drive us to, to make decisions in our business, especially with money. It's a very emotional journey. And yes, I come with the hard knowledge and, and the educational and technical background in accounting, but I also know the emotional side of things. And I try to you know, makes them both to really see transformation. That is an interesting mix. I'm not sure I've seen that before. So <laughs> let's also dive into the profit first model, because I know you're certified uh, as a profit first. And when you and I spoke, I had heard of it, but I didn't really know much about it. So let's launch in there. Tell me, what is it? And profit first is a cash management system, and it really attracted me into learning it and implementing it in my own business because that's very the very first step. Precisely because it's very much in alignment with the psychology of us making decisions and and money management. It really works with our natural human tendency of making decisions based on how much money we have in the bank. And a very common question I ask is, how many times do you check your bank account? How many times? And for the most part, I get well, every day, every two days, every hour. Oh, we, wow. <laughs> sometimes, it, and, and some people check it more often because they're afraid of, of getting a scam or something. But really, the main reason why we check the bank account often is to see how much money is there and be able to make decisions. Do I make that purchase today or tomorrow? Because the money has come in or not, right? That's what we do naturally. And what Profit First does is capitalize on that and don't change your habits, but be able to use them for your advantage. So the idea goes back to the ancient times where we didn't have credit cards and humans had to make purchase decisions with the resources that we have, right? So I remember back in the days, my grandma used to have these envelopes, right? Where she would get paid and she would put this much money for food, this much money for, you know, go out and entertainment and, and just separating different buckets. And this is a reality. You go to the supermarket with how much money you had in the food envelope. And if you have a lot of money, you're going to eat very well that week. If you don't, you eat rice and beans and you're going to still survive that week, right? So 
back in the days, we used to use the resources that we had. Now we have credit cards and that's an advantage, but it becomes a problem, right? Because we get in debt very easily. So profit first go back to that foundation of using very basic principles. And these are the main principles that, that are in alignment with the methodology. Number one is Parkinson's law. Have you heard Par- of Parkinson's law? law? I don't know the whole story about this person, Parkinson's, but this is the, the, the methodology and how it applies to profit first and the decisions that we make in the, how we use our resources. Think of how you brush your teeth every day, Denise, right? We all brush our teeth. We don't want to get hope, to it. I hope so. <laughs> so what happens when we have a brand new toothpaste? When we have a lot of it, we have the tendency to put a lot of toothpaste in the toothbrush, right? And then it falls in the sink. Can we put more? Because you know what? There is more. There is abundance. But what happens when we're running out? And then we don't have time to go to the pharmacy to get a new one or the Amazon package is not going to get on time. We have that normal tendency to say, you know what? We have to use less. Back in Cuba, we literally opened the tube and scratched the toothbrush on the the sides. Is how we do it with limited resources. So it applies to that. It applies to time. You remember when we went to school and even with the Goldman Sachs program, we had to do that growth plan. We had 12 weeks to do it. We work on it for a little bit, but really we push it towards the last couple of weeks because the Parkinson's law also applies to time. We use the time accordingly when we have it or not. It applies to money. It definitely applies to money. And that's how it relates to profit first. In profit first, when you have all the money in one bank account, you see a lot of it. You'll always find a way to spend it. So what the methodology does is really see your bank accounts and envelopes, create multiple bank accounts for different purposes. And I can tell you more about what the foundation of bank accounts are and what are the target allocated percentages. So I actually looked up Parkinson's law while you were um, talking. And I think initially it may have applied to public administration, bureaucracy, and officialdom. Now it is sort of expanded in meaning to what you said. So it's the adage that work will expand to fill the time allotted for completion. Same thing with resources, expand and apparently contract as you realize you're becoming less able to replace the toothpaste or whatever it is. You know, I've seen the same thing in my own life, you know, shopping at different stores where it used to always be Aldi and Food Lion. And now I love going to Publix and Wegmans, which is really expensive because I like the stuff, you know. And I, it's not that I didn't like it before, but the resources weren't there for it before. Exactly, exactly. And and with money and how it applies to profit first, it's just incredible how we see a high balance in the bank and we always find a way to spend it. There's always something to purchase. There's something we have to pay, always. So by By keeping that in mind, we want to implement profit first and reduce those places. It's like in nutrition, when people tell you, you want to lose weight, serve your food in a smaller plates and you automatically eat less because the plates are smaller, right? So each 
bank account represent a smaller plate. You don't want to have the whole buffet in the main account. You want to have smaller plates. And it helps to remove temptation because when, and I will tell you about the internal accounts and the external accounts, but for that money that you don't want to touch, you want to put money aside for taxes, you want to put money aside for special projects to invest you want to put that in a bank that you don't check every day. You want to protect that money from yourself, if you will. <laughs> and, and create that rhythm because the idea is that we have five foundational accounts. We have the income account, all the money comes in. And then whether it's in a weekly basis or every two weeks, the 10th and the 25th of every month, we're going to transfer all the money that is in your income account into the different account based on the allocation percentages. What those accounts are, number one, we have the profit account. And there's a reason why this methodology is called profit first, right? You want to pay yourself first. And what profit means for purposes of this cash management system is a bonus that you're going to pay yourself as the shareholder of your business that you are. Uh, you invested in your business, you put in all this time, energy, and resources, you are the shareholder of your business. And if, you, if you were to invest in a company in the stock market, uh, they will pay you dividends for it. And never in a million years, you will tell them, oh, no, put the money back in the business because you need it to reinvest and to grow. No, it's your money. You're the shareholder, right? Mm -hmm. So the profit account, we want to see it the same way. Every three months, whatever is accumulated there, you're going to reward yourself as the business owner, as the shareholder. If you have a lot of money, you go on a very nice vacation. If you don't, it's okay. You would eat an ice cream and enjoy yourself because that we have to start creating this mindset of rewarding for the hard work that we do. So the profit account, think of it as a bonus. You can put as low as 1%. 1% of all your income that goes to your profit account, if you can live with $100, you can live with $99. That I can't show you. So it's about building that rhythm and creating that sequencing, right? So the sequence is profit first. Then we have the owner's compensation account, owner's pay. And we also have the tendency of paying everybody else. And if we have anything at the end, we'll pay ourselves. So we're changing that. You, you're going to create a specific account and put money aside based on a percentage for your compensation, whether it's payroll or distribution or a combination of both. If you, you are an employee of your business, if you were to pay somebody else to do everything you do, they wouldn't do it for free. So this allows you to build this habit of paying yourself as the employee. And whenever you start taking off these hats, you know that the compensation is there. Then we have the tax account. That's number three. And this is for income taxes in a way where at the end of the year, when you have to file your taxes, you don't have to worry about whether you have the money or not. Paying taxes is a sign of health. It's a sign of profitability. But the stress of it comes because we have the tendency of not having the money to pay it when the bill comes. We don't so save through, for it. Exactly. So throughout the year, we want for every money that comes in every week or every two weeks, a percentage of all that money is going to go to the tax account. 
and don't touch it. And then the last account intentionally based on the sequence is the operating expense. And we're leaving this for last intentionally. Of course, we have to pay expenses, but every time you do the transfer allocations, you want to put the money in profit, owners pay, taxes, and then operating expenses. This sounds very similar to, and this is for people, I don't think this is for businesses, Dave Ramsey's system. Yes. Yes. Okay. I'm glad you mentioned that. Profit First is the version of Dave Ramsey for business, for sure. And Dave Ramsey uses a very nice methodology also called the snowball in order to pay off the debt. We use Profit First for that as well. We have a separate account to save money and, and pay off that debt. So yes, I, I'm glad you mentioned that, Denise, because that's exactly it. And even Mike mentions it in the book that this is the version of Dave Ramsey for business. And then we have we can expand the system depending on our goals and depending on what we're trying to achieve. We can have accounts for sales taxes. We can have accounts for uh, specific inventory purchases, for specific projects. So as you expand, I would say whatever goal you have, there's going to be an account for it. I remember having an account Myself, when I wanted to hire new team members, I create a new hire account. I start putting a percentage of all my income there and start building that cushion. And it shows whether my business can afford that cash flow in the long term. So that's the idea. Uh, very simple method. I love it because it's simple. It works. I am an accountant. To be very honest with you, I don't look at my cash flow statement. I do profit first. That's the truth. Every week I sit down, I have a a little spreadsheet where I already have my percentages. Uh, I just put how much I have in my income account. The spreadsheet calculates everything automatically. I do the transfers in the bank. It takes me less than five minutes. That's my cash management system. And those percentages, how you get to those is based on an assessment, right? We need to understand where you're at in order to set up the percentages. But I want to tell you what the target is, because at least you need to have a north and see where we're going. And the target allocation percentages depend on the level of income. So I'm going to give you an example. If you're selling from $500,000 to a million dollars, I can share with you this graphic so you can share with, with your audience, but it depends on the level of income. So up to 250000 from 250 to 500000 I'm going to give you the example from 500000 to a million dollars. So how the percentages look like, right? All the income comes to the income account, that's 100%. We want to put 15% to profit. That's your bonus. That's a lot. (laughs) Can you imagine if you can pay yourself that as a bonus in addition to your compensation? Then we want to put 20% to owner's pay. 20%. And this is payroll or distribution or a combination of both. We want to put 15% to taxes, right? And you might think, well, my tax bracket is higher than 15%, but keep in mind that we're doing this based on income. That's top line revenue. 
So putting aside 15%, what I can assure you is that you're going to have extra money at the end and you can, you know, use it towards other projects. And then at that level, the recommendation is 50% operating expenses, 50%. As your business grows, the percentages in operating expenses go up, the profit and the owner's pay gets adjusted accordingly. For just so you get a picture of this, at the level when you're selling between 250,000 and 500,000 more at the micro business level, the owner's pay is 35% instead of 20. The so is this based on gross income or net income? This is based on gross income, but actually based on what they, what they call real revenue, right? Because less, we have to deduct the cost of goods sold. If you're selling materials or you have manufacturing or, or even in service, whatever cost that is directly associated with you providing your products or your services, we're going to deduct that. First of all, labor for us. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And then the percentages come from the rest. What is what is left for the operating operating expenses? (laughs) Yes, yes. So what I can tell you, and this is the more challenging part when people either read the book or learn about these methodologies, how do I come up with those percentages? Right. I need First of all, we need to do an assessment and understand where you're at. Uh, Profit First Professionals give us a very nice tool where we have to just plug in the numbers from your profit and loss, your balance sheet, and it would tell us where you're at. And then we can give you recommendations based on that. Okay. So you benchmark where the business is and then based on the business size, where it should be and basically set a, a plan, a path, a roadmap, whatever you want to call it. To get from one place to the next. Correct. Correct. And make the adjustments gradually. I will never advise a business owner to jump into implementing this and just go directly to the target allocation percentages because it's not realistic, right? But but we do help you set a path and, and start tweaking it little by little. Normally, every three months, we'll make adjustments on those percentages. And what can I tell you? It gives... So much clarity. As I told you, I'm not, I'm an accountant, not the typical accountant, but I so much appreciate this system coming from a family of, of business owners, understanding the, the real pain points of, of business owners dealing with numbers. Actually, I got a little bit more clarity on, on the cash flow statement, and but really. I don't look at it. I do profit first. That's that's my life. You know, we were both in the Goldman Sachs program and I can say the first few weeks with cash flow statements and other things, most of the most of the business owners, except for those in the accounting field, their eyes sort of glazed over. It's like it's numbers. Yes, yes. <laughs> but we have to somehow figure out those numbers. This sounds like a very viable system. It is. It is. I love it. And it's really much in alignment with where you're at and where you want to be. And and I will tell you something. It doesn't mean you're going to stop using credit cards. You would still use the credit cards. What you do is you pay off the credit cards from the operating expense account, right? Or depending on the purpose of that credit card from an account that you have allocated for that. But it's so eye-opening when you get your credit card balance 
and you don't have enough money in your operating expense account to pay it off, that means your business cannot afford those expenses. And I have a a very nice guide. Actually, it's it's a free training I did in in collaboration with the mayor and Daniela Levintava here in Miami. I'm going to give you the link so you can share with your audience. And this guide provides profit points. So it asks very intentional questions about how you can be more frugal in order to reduce expenses that are not really necessary. But Beyond frugality, profit first is not just about cutting expenses. It's how are you going to improve your efficiency? How are you going to improve your marketing, your return on investment? It asks you so many intentional questions that it really puts you to think and say, hey, I got to take control of this, huh? And if a business owner wanted to take control of it, how can they find you? My website is Micro Business Catalyst. Dot com And right there in there, you're going to see the button to schedule a call. They can talk to me for 30 minutes. I, it's a free consultation and I'm happy to talk to anybody about this system or, or anything business advisory related. Okay. And we will make sure that your business link is in our show notes. And I think you were going to share one other link and maybe a graphic. So we'll try to get all of those there as well. Is there anything else that I should have asked you today about the Profit First Method that maybe I didn't? I think you were very intentional with all your questions, Denise, but there's one question that I get a lot as I help people implement this system. And it's how do I deal with the bank and the fact that they might charge me for each account and the monthly maintenance fees? What I can tell you today, there are options. If the bank that you have now charges you, then you can switch banks. Now we have the credit unions, we have online banks. There's a lot of resources that you can use to have all these accounts implement the system without having to pay the monthly fees. Good point. I like that. (laughs) Yes. yes. Well, yes, it has been very enlightening and you have been a pleasure to talk to. I thank you for being here today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for joining me for today's Nurture Small Business podcast, where the focus is on business growth through technology, leadership, and people strategies. Do you have an idea for a podcast or feedback you'd like to share with me? Send me a note through my website at dcavirtual.com slash contact.